In Discussion with David Gibbons is sponsored in part by Bowman Global Change. Specializing in helping companies reduce their carbon emissions, Bowman Global Change applies real science to real business practices to produce results. From designing green programs to one-on-one training to helping set up green action teams in your business, Bowman Global Change translates complex science in practical ways that everyone can understand and use. For more information or to discover how Bowman Global Change can help your organization, visit bowmanglobalchange.com. in discussion today 11 11 10 an important day for many and i'm very happy to be uh, sharing this program with journalist pat o'brien pat how are you today absolutely wonderful david it is an important day 11 11 for many the beginning of a new era i believe uh, the conscious uh, people in this world they see this day as being an important day in light workers that they call that will be waking up this whole global community and i know today that we'll be talking about the present structure and establishment and financial situation in the world i'd like to start if i may pat you have been a a journalist for some 40 years and you have traveled through some great moments going all the way back to watergate and before have you ever seen yourself a period that we have today before in terms of the global structure, the global economy, and furthermore, the crisis that we have in this country of the United States? Never before, David. This is one of the most scariest times that I've ever spent in my lifetime of uh, some 62 years. I I just cannot believe where the world's economy is, the things that are being covered in the news, the management of our news that we're hearing, um, it is, without a doubt, one of the scariest times that I've ever experienced in our history. I'd like to travel through um, several areas in the time that we have. I think that we should start with the political system as it is. Uh, we ha- still have the political system hanging on, in my estimation, for dear life, uh, as we see with the present financial system that's been in place for probably two or three hundred years that's showing uh, very fragile uh, signs of imploding. The political system recently has been dominated in the news by the election in November in the United States and certainly the global economy socially across the world it is still very much guided by the United States although the United States is losing its ground very quickly. How do you view the latest election, uh, we've seen a a change as we usually do in these elections. We've seen a swing back to the Republicans and it's still indicative of a system that has uh, left and right, as it were, no no colors in between, which people are looking for. They're looking for all the colors of the rainbow. But what do you see as the outcome as a commentator of the latest elections? Well, the the elections uh, held just a little more than a week ago now. Really, I think was landmark. Never before since World War II have we ever seen a political swing going from Democrat to Republican 
uh, as occurred on this election on November 2nd. That is of major importance because I think the American public has woken up. They've been the sleeping giant for a long time, but the landslides that occurred from Democrat to Republican are unprecedented. The governor races uh, throughout the 50 states, uh, more than 30 of them were affected. The House of Representatives swung uh, widely to uh, the Republican side of the aisle. The same with a number of defeated Democrats that uh, should not normally have been defeated. The thing is, David, I don't, and again, my observations, and I've been involved, I, I think this is one of the few election nights that I really wasn't in a newsroom over the course of my uh, history of 40 years, and I missed it, uh, the election night coverage. But in looking at this election and the way it unfolded, is no doubt that the American public has spoken for what they want, a smaller government, uh, less intervening by the polit- political people into our, our own lives. Um, I must say that I've, I've never voted in a primary election before because as a journalist, I felt it was important never to be labeled with a, a D or an R after my name. And I've always maintained that. I've voted on, on both sides of the ticket, both Democrat and Republican, over the course of my, my voting life. But in this particular case, it was so obvious that with the White House, the House of Representatives, and the Senate all being under the control of one party, that Americans stood up and said, enough, uh, we want our government back, and we want our government to hear us. And I believe that's exactly what happened on uh, Tuesday, uh, November 2nd. The big question, though, wouldn't you agree, is that there is something bigger behind this. We can talk about awareness and we can talk about consciousness. Just simply being aware is perhaps not enough. It's being fully conscious about what is going on in the world. It's certainly time, and you can appoint this to both the economic situation as much as you can to the political system. But it's time now to recognize that after 200 years, 300 years, whether you're sitting in uh, Great Britain or you're sitting in the United States, that the political system is so broken that however much you get this shift, it's going to take something much more supreme, whether that's a higher divine power or whether it's people en masse, because otherwise it's, it's going to just continue whoever is in that house it's going to continue the way it has it it never seems to be able to position itself in a fine balance well that's true and it always seems that uh, it becomes an overreaction it swings far left and then it swings far right it doesn't seem to get a a balance uh, politically and i think that's what the american public woke up to is that there needs to always be checks and balances based on the way our Constitution was originally set up. And I think when the American public felt that the the balance of power was swayed one way, that they stood up and reacted to it through their vote. However, in saying that, we used to be able to label Democrat versus Republican, a D or an R in this country, Now that line has been blurred uh, so much that it is no longer a D or an R. It has become bigger than that. And I think how it has become bigger than that is that the 
money that is behind these elections. And the philosophy has more gone to a progressive movement or a conservative movement. And it depends where you fall on that line of whether you want bigger government or you want smaller government. Uh, the people obviously voted on November 2nd to have smaller government and less intrusion. But will, in fact, the lawmakers who are creating what we have to live by pick up on the messages, whether or not they are really hearing the public? And there's a lot of question right now about whether President Obama and his administration, which has been a progressive administration, when you go in point by point and see the people that are involved in his administration, you'll find a lot of people that have been socialists back from the 60s that are now in power in the White House. Uh, you can track them one by one by one, and there has been a lot of news about that. If you want to go on the Internet and search it for yourself, just put in a, in a name, the one name that keeps coming up over and over again in our investigations is George Soros. George Soros has broken economies for a, a number of, of years. And since in the 80s, he's controlled things like the ruble. He's known for knocking down the pound. That happened in the, the early 90s. This man has controlled, this billionaire, has controlled the economies in foreign lands for a long period of time. And I, when you track the number of organizations that George Soros is behind, like Media Matters, like Acorn, uh, and it, the list goes on and on. I just donated into the Huffington Post. He uh, is involved with a million-dollar donation just two weeks ago into NPR. The man is actually trying to control the media and is becoming very successful. But doesn't this all suggest that the political system and the financial system that we have in place today is completely beyond repair. It seems to me that as long as it remains now, the world is not going to be able to concentrate on climate change. It's not going to be able to concentrate on social values. It's not going to be able to even survive. It seems to be in my mind that the financial system that we have today has to end. And a completely new paradigm has to begin. And unfortunately, with that, and I'm sure that there may be many good people in Capitol Hill or any governments, they have to be changed out. There has to be a completely new system because it seems to me, Pat, we're at a stage now where if the current system remains, we're going to see the destruction of this world, not just America, but globally, because of this reliance upon big money. So it's highly likely that both of these paradigms will have to fall. Would you agree with that? I, I do. Um, it is so out of control. That, you know, it's like a, a snowball that starts at the top of the mountain, and, and by the end of its roll down the hill, it is so huge that it's unstoppable. This has been set up for many years. This has been forecasted for many years that this progressive movement of a one-world order uh, would come to be. In my mind, it's always been a conspiracy theory. However, the if you look at the facts, as we've been investigating now for over six months, we have yet to do a, a major story on this because, again, it's very hard, it's very fluid to really wrap your head around this whole one-world order concept 
unless you study it. And when you do study it, you feel as if you're a crazy person the more you study it. And we've been very careful in the stories that we have covered to make sure that we had the facts. Those facts are becoming more and more apparent that there is a movement that has been in from the Rothschilds, uh, Rockefellers, I can I can name names, but I, again, don't want to sound like you're crazy until we have all of our facts. It is starting to become clearer and clearer that this progressive movement of one world order, the likelihood of it coming to be is right literally around the corner. And it's clearly that it's imminent that the financial structure that we have today will not be around much longer. And we're not talking about months. We're talking about a financial system where debt to GDP ratio is complete nonsense now. When you have about 5% GDP compared to the debt, there's no way that it can continue. They can do their best to pump in money into the system, take it out of the treasury. But at the end of the day, you're going to resolve this with huge deflation, which will help nobody. And even those with wealth uh, will find that their dollar means very little. So correct me if I'm wrong, but in, in my humble opinion, it's going to mean that the system that we have now in Wall Street and the City of London is going to have to be dismantled. That means that people are going to have to literally work on cash. Now, if you're changing the currency or people want to change the currency or the system, there's no reason why you need to change the dollar or the sterling, but people are going to have to stop throwing money into a banking system that is just feeding the problem. And I don't think that that is being naive. I think that manipulation and the reason that we're in the situation that we're we're in, and as I indicated to you yesterday, I drove out of Los Angeles on the 10, and the banners are coming back, the posters are coming back on the roadside, and they're saying, we can get you a mortgage in 30 days. It's yeah. all going to continue again. So unless you disarm that system, you disarm the financial sector, the credit card companies, the financial institutions, it's going to again get back to where it was two years ago. Well, look at this number, uh, $7.2 billion in exports to China. And the imports from China were $35 billion, five times more. Uh, that'll give you an idea of how serious this thing is. And as of uh, last week, the day after the election, the November 3rd, the Fed started printing $600 billion worth of paper. That's a lot of, uh, I'm sorry, $600 million worth of paper. That's a lot when you're looking at nearly a, a trillion dollars of paper. The devaluation of U.S. currency is going to be of about 20%. Within a year, we're going to feel the effects of this. You can easily see, and there's been projections, a, a $35 loaf of bread. This is the type of uh, the oil prices can be easily $30, $40 a gallon. It, it, the the numbers that you're we're talking about here, the American dollar is going down, and it's not backed up by anything like it used to be as gold or silver. It's not being backed up by anything. It's no more than paper, and we can't understand why the Chinese don't want to take more of our debt. Let's just assume then that the financial system needs to be removed, and the political system is such that, from my conversations. Frankly, whether you're sitting in Capitol Hill or sitting in Whitehall, people really are now in politics scratching their head. They really don't know where to go from here. So this is all indicating a completely new financial system and a completely new form of leadership 
before it really does get to a point of social crisis and social uprising, because I'm sure that it's going to get there. If that takes place, how do you see that unfolding? I see what we're looking at in Europe being here in America. I never thought I would say that. But right now, the G20 is meeting. As we uh, speak tomorrow, they open up their sessions. That would be uh, Friday. Uh, they control 85% of the world's output, these countries that are involved in the G20. The concern that I have, if they don't make the correct moves in this meeting, that you're going to see our economy just blow up uh, to the, the point of no return. America can't listen to that point of no return because we've never been here before, number one. Uh, number two, America has, has always rebounded from any crisis that, that we have uh, uh, had to deal with. However, this one is unlike anyone, anything that we've ever seen uh, to hit our, our bank accounts. I, I, I This is a, a very big political move worldwide uh, that's not just generated by a George Soros. Uh, this goes up much higher than this. This has been a planned 100-year program that is now... Uh, we're now facing in all parts of the world. I've moved to Los Angeles recently, as you know. Had the honor to come to know many organizations who are not New Age. Uh, they're not love and power like the 60s, but they are very serious organizations who are really looking at what we can do with all of these problems. They're looking at how to become very conscious about our world. And they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And the amazing thing about them is that they're not about chastising these people in power or chastising the financial system. They're actually saying, come on, let's get around the table. Let's work this out. But they are also recognizing that the financial system that's in place now has to go and the political system in place now has to go. They are thinking very intelligently and with wisdom. And I wonder what it will take to take that across the line in coming weeks to where that power will become overbearing, overbearing for the, the current system, the, the current establishment. I think the, the world as a public is going to have to stand up and battle it together. It is, again, a monetary move made by certain financiers that are controlling the governments of the world to come to a one world order. Without us, us little people all gathering together and speaking up in our voices where we can, in their places, as you know uh, better than I probably, there are places in the world where you just can't speak up. But if you are in a place where you can speak up, you have to question and question boldly what is going on so that the people that are in the political game and in the financial game know, in fact, that you're awake and that you're you're watching. And just to sit back and say, no, this never could happen or whatever, uh, is not going to get it anymore. It is going to require all of us doing whatever little part we can to help wake up the governments of this world and the, the financiers of this world that we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. There has to be uh, people speaking out with the truth. 
And uh, that's one of the things that if you go back to any of the stories beyond Haiti, whether it's been on the uh, BP oil story, uh, whether it's on border security, you can go over the last year and look at programs that we've done here on In Discussion that have been more news programs. And you will see that you can go back to those programs now. And what you heard then is still true, that we were we have been very careful in telling the truth and getting the facts. It takes a lot of time uh, and a lot of effort to go after the truth and not be compromised, as a lot of the mainstream media in this country and in other countries have found themselves in. The BP oil story alone, for example, BP spent four times the amount of their annual advertising budget on cable and news networks to make sure that the story of BP was not told with the very dangerous product they use, corrects it. And of course, this is, and of course, that's become public knowledge now, hasn't it, Pat? It's not as if yeah. this is something that is not talked about. It's not as if this is something that that is still secret. It, it's everywhere that that is the case now, and you're seeing the effects of that in those areas along the the coastlines where people have got serious respiratory problems now. And we're hearing more and more out of it because we did kind of take the lead on that story and cover it in such a way that uh, people uh, were able to verify the facts that we we told. Right now, uh, the president's commission on the BP oil spill, uh, there's hearings up on Capitol Hill as we speak regarding this whole investigation of uh, BP. What I found is you have BP, Transocean, and Halliburton all pointing fingers at each other that we weren't at fault. Whether or not they actually come down to the truth of this story is uh, you're not getting it in the mainstream media, and we intend to tell that story in its entirety. But again, it's very difficult to get the truth. I wonder, though, charting back over the last year, and charting our programs that we share together, whether there is a time now where I'm seeing personally in my life, and I'm getting to know a lot of people out there, I'm seeing people shift. I'm seeing people become not just aware of what's going on, but becoming very conscious. People are still uh, reluctant to change reluctant not to have a credit card or a debit card in their wallet, reluctant to change their life. And and goodness me, I, I can understand that. It's a scary thing. But does it not take now to be able to break down the systems that you're talking about? Does it not take people to say, okay, we've got to take a risk here. We've got to pull our money out of the banking system. We've got to defuse this. We've got to disarm the people behind this. And take the risk. Because if people don't take the risks now, we literally are going to see this world explode in very short order. It's not as if we're talking about five or ten years. Definitely a minute. I, you know, again, I, I think the only way just the average American or average citizen of any country can uh, make a change is to uh, make their voice heard. I'm very serious about, I've never been as politically active, even being in the news business uh, as I am, and not active in a way to where I'm trying to dismantle either side of the equation, but to, for my own personal information, I have studied these stories intently 
uh, to try to make sure that what I'm about to say is fact in creating an argument for what I think is a government that's gone insane in in their spending policies. Well, you know, that affects everybody. It, it's going to affect people whether, for example, here in America they're talking about the tax incentives uh, that were created by George Bush, uh, whether or not everybody should get that that should be in place, the, um, uh, the reduction should stay and not tax the 2% of the most powerful. Those are the people that create the jobs. Uh, those are the small business people, those that are making over 250000 a year. Those are the people that can hire 8, 10, 12 employees, which has been always the backbone of America. The problem is we're not making anything here in America anymore. Our manufacturing is next to nil compared to what it was coming out of the, the 40s and the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. It's now gone the other way where we're not manufacturing anything. We're doing more of a service. And we're buying everything from offshore. Everything that we uh, spend our money on goods here in America is made offshore. We're helping prop up the rest of the world without taking care of ourselves. Other governments are swinging the other way. Uh, for example, China, where private enterprise is starting to pick up in, uh, with less government control than what they're doing. So this thing has gone 180 degrees as to what America was founded on over 200 years ago, now to the place where we are just part of the sheep. I'd like to, in the last eight minutes, just explain, on top of everything that we've been doing together and in discussion uh, generally, the Dimensions, the Dimensions Channel has begun, and the Dimensions Channel is about the future of our world and those that are becoming very conscious and doing their very best now to be prepared for a new world and in that we're bridging between the type of guests that we have on in discussion and and those that are very conscious um, through dimensions and obviously we're about to see huge changes we are at 1111 uh, there's a great premise uh, I believe in looking at the Mayan calendar looking at what the ancient organizations and civilizations have talked about there is ample evidence here that things are going to change enormously and I think that those changes are going to be huge and I think with any change as with any collapse of any civilization it includes chaos and it could be the chaos that we're about to see that is just part of the course would you agree with that summarization well we're all going to have to learn from the history of this world and take it back as far as you want to and and this this isn't the first time that america has been in this type of crisis before uh it isn't going to be the last time and as far as the world is concerned uh we're all going to feel this one I do believe that we have to look at our own potential and draw down from within and be able to voice your opinion. Wherever you are in this world, you have to voice your opinion as to what you want to see as the outcome. And you also have to take personal responsibility for yourself and be able to take care of your, your family. But if there's any time that you need to be involved this is the time. 40 years, you are uh, a veteran of the Vietnam War. Can you actually believe where this country is today and where the world is today? No, I think it blindsided us. Uh, although, 
if we had tracked history more properly, we would have found that we should be in this position based on where we let our governments take us. I'm not saying that there needs to be an overthrow or anything of that nature. What I am saying is there needs to be an involvement by you, your neighbors, and everyone else to become a voice to what is right and what is wrong and what directions this country and the world is ultimately going to go into. And if we don't do that, shame on us. Pat O'Brien, it's been a pleasure sharing this time with you today on In Discussion. I'm sure we'll be sharing many more programs together. Thank you, David. And to our listeners today, I hope that you have gained much information. You can surely gain more information, and you can also email us any questions that you have, info at davidgibbons.org. We are eager to hear from you. Your voice counts at this stage. Meanwhile, wherever you are in this world, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. David Gibbons in discussion welcomes listeners' comments and viewpoints at its blog at davidgibbons.org. This programming is supported by organizations and firms in the private and public sectors. In Discussion with David Gibbons is sponsored in part by Bowman Global Change. Specializing in helping companies reduce their carbon emissions, Bowman Global Change applies real science to real business practices to produce results. From designing green programs to one-on-one training to helping set up green action teams in your business, Bowman Global Change translates complex science in practical ways that everyone can understand and use. For more information or to discover how Bowman Global Change can help your organization, visit bowmanglobalchange.com. Dot com.